the last Sunday of the year. <laughs> That's a good one. I want you to be full of the word. Most of you know these scriptures. But as we enter into the new year, you see that there are people out today that have symptoms. Pray for them. Put on the, the armor of God and tell your body that you are not going to receive symptoms, that you have been redeemed from sin, sickness, disease, and poverty, and walk in the power of God. Amen. Pray for those that might have symptoms. Speak the word to them. Don't put condemnation on people, but speak the word to them. Speak the word in your house. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. Let's go ahead and look at Ephesians 5.1. We kind of stopped around here last, last week. Matter of fact, let's go to Psalms 119.89. Sorry about that. I'm just going to, Holy Spirit, just have your way here today. Psalms 119.89, and let's all get excited. We're in the house of God. You know, a lot of people would love to be in the house of God in other countries today that aren't allowed to go. Some people just have one page of a Bible. That's all they have. Some people don't have any. Can you imagine? It's what you have stored up in you. So Psalms 119.89. I just love to read Psalms 119. There's so much in it. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It's a settled fact. So what are we going to be speaking in heaven? What will we hear in heaven? The word. And it says in the Amplified... Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven, stands firm as the heavens. Hallelujah. It says your faithful, faithfulness in verse 90 is from generation to generation. You have established the earth and it stands fast. Hallelujah. Listen to what he says in 91. And the whole universe are your servants. Therefore, they continue this day according to to your ordinances. What God spoke in existence, God said, God said, God said, it's still in operation today. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead and turn to Ephesians 5.1. There is one thing, one thing we can count on, and that's the word of God. You might not be able to count on people. You might not be able to count on work, the word of others, but you can count on the word of God. That's why we need to know the word of God more than we need to know anything else. Therefore, be imitators of God. 
copy him and follow his example. As well beloved children imitate their father. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. Therefore be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. Hallelujah. To imitate God, we talk like him. Amen. The best way to talk like him is to speak his word over every situation. Amen. In Mark 9.23. And Jesus said, You say to me, If you can do anything, why all things can be and are possible to him who believes. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So everything that's in the word is possible if you believe it. We just, we have the easy part. It's the, the believing. It's already been done. The Bible says we've been made more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. He's already conquered. Hallelujah. Mark eleven twenty-two. We all know that one. You can have what you say. Say to this mountain, be thou removed, and it shall be removed. Let's just turn there. This one should almost be worn out. It says in verse 22, it says, And Jesus replying said to them, Have faith in God constantly. Have faith in God sometimes. Have faith in God once in a while. No, have faith in God constantly. It's a constant lifestyle. You know, Jesus imitated God on this earth. Did you ever see him without faith? Never. Here's some scriptures that we need to confess, and I would suggest confessing them daily. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind. And do not rely on your own insight and understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. Praise the Lord. I'll read this in the King James. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You notice it says that we have to lean on, trust in, be confident in the Lord, and with all your heart and mind, do not rely on your own insight or understanding. 
It says in verse 7, Be not wise in your own eyes. Reverently fear and worship the Lord and turn entirely away from evil. Entirely away. When he says entirely away, he means entirely. In other words, you make a complete turnaround away from evil. It shall be health to your nerves and sinews and marrow and moisturizing to your bones. Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of your income. So you shall, so shall your storage places be filled with plenty. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your barns shall be filled with plenty. And your presses shall burst out with new wine. The new wine is the anointing, the, the glory of God. It says, as you, this is pretty powerful, as you honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your increase, your barns or your bank account shall be filled with plenty and the presses shall burst out with new wine. Hallelujah. These are promises as you give of your tithes and your offerings, God says that your barns, your bank accounts, or whatever will be filled with plenty. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. What a promise. What a promise. You need to confess that. You know, I tell people, write on your tithe check. Write the scriptures you're standing for on your tithe check. Get it out, write it, pray over it as a, as a couple. Or, or if you're single, pray you and God, you sit down and you remind him what, this, what you're standing for and what this means and expect to receive back from him. This is the sad thing. Most couples don't do this. They just, you know, just write out their check and put it in. There's more to this. It's like when we take communion. We're to examine ourselves, read the scripture. You know, last week when we took communion, I didn't even know when you all um, drank the grape juice because I was, what I do is I meditate on the things of God and what the promises of God are concerning the communion table. And so I have that firmly implanted in me what to expect every time I receive communion. Amen. So you need to do the same with when you give of your tithes and your offerings and your first fruits. Expect God to do what he says. And if you, if, as you write these things down and confess them and the two of you get in agreement, you know, one can put a thousand a flight, two can put 10,000. When you get in, when a couple gets in agreement, I'm talking to the marrieds right now, or even a family, if you have kids, if if, if you're the parent, all of you sit down together and go over, go over the scriptures on the communion and on your tithing and your giving. And say, this is what we're giving and this is what we're expecting here. Amen? Okay. Psalms 138.8. I'm going to give you a little secret, a good way to do this. If you're believing for certain things in the coming year, Every time you write out a tithe check, 
and you give, sit down together, have a list of the things that you're expecting God to do, and have the scriptures that you're standing on and go over these things. Have that list where you can check it off as they come to pass. Hallelujah. God, we're sowing the seed. We're giving our tithes. We're giving our offering. These are the things that we are desiring in this coming year. Pastor will be doing the, the New Year's service. I'm going to just doing part of it now. You'll have what you say if you write it down and say it. But if you just keep quiet and you hope about it, it's, it's hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's why <clears throat> with confession, how important is confession? Confession brings things real to you. You confess it. Not only do you just hope for it, but you begin confessing it and you see it. You see it as real. God, I'm believing for a whatever car and this color upholstery and this whatever, whatever you're believing for or whatever in your body maybe that you're believing for that, that needs to be changed. Begin to confess exactly what you're believing for. See it, see it. Amen. Then it, then it is no longer just hope. Then it becomes real to you. Praise the Lord. Okay, what did I give you? Psalms what? Or did we go there? 138. 138.8. I'm giving you some hints on next year. How to make some things different next year. Amen. 138.8. The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. Your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, endure forever. Forsake not the works of your own hands. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth thee, me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. So the Lord will perfect that which concerns you. That is something to speak forth every day. Lord, you are perfecting everything that concerns me, my children, my husband, our family, my job, whatever, every day. And you'll find that after confessing this continually, that every time you start to do something, you will honestly see that God is perfecting Everything you do, he says, everything you put your hand to shall prosper. Not just some of the things you put your hand to are going to prosper. No, everything you put your hand to shall prosper. But if you're not speaking it forth, if you're not thinking of it, if your mind is switching over to, well, I'm not going to get that. How can you think something if you're constantly confessing the word? As you confess the word, those thoughts of negativity and those, those thoughts that are not according to God's word, those thoughts that can kill, steal, and destroy that the enemy places there, they all of a sudden leave. The enemy decides, I'm getting out of here. They've got too much word for me. I'm going to go bug someone else that doesn't. How does, how does he know that? By your words. How does he know when he's got you down? I'm stressed. I can't take anymore. Blah, blah, blah. 
That's not according to the word of God. Amen. Let's look at this again. Psalms 138.8. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. The Lord will perfect all that concerns me. He's going to make it perfect. He's going to perfect it. So the more I confess it, the more the, more the angels go forth and start moving things out of the way. Some of you look at me like, I can't believe that. If you can't believe it, don't, don't even concern yourself because it won't happen. You know, we have a choice here today. Confess these things, believe them, confess them, and they become a part of you. Or just go home and forget it and stay the same. It's, you know, pretty... <laughs> whatever. Colossians 3.16. These are things to confess daily. You say, well, I'll be confessing all day. Well, it's better than whatever else you're saying. Amen? Remember, the thief comes to kill, steal, destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. So, we have a choice. There's two choices. Kill, steal, and destroy. Life and life more abundantly. What are we going to speak here? Oh, the food's getting more expensive, blah, blah. That's so, my God shall supply all your needs according to your, his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen? You know, the Bible says that a loaf of bread will be a day's wages. Am I going to concern myself about that? No. God is greater. Am I going to get in fear about that? No. God is greater. If he fed the children of Israel and he... And he Every day, all they had to do was go out there and pick it up. Every day. Every day. They, if they got greedy and picked up too much, what happened? It would spoil. You just get what you need and bring it in, and there it is, and it's going to be out. Do you think there was ever a day it stopped once they, they entered the promise? There was a day when it stopped. Go back and read it yourself. You read it. But it stopped the day that... They were able to go in and take what God had promised them. Amen? But every day, I'm sure they didn't get up thinking, well, this, this morning I'm not going to have, or whenever, I'm not going to have the food for today. God said he would do it. He will do it. Praise you, Jesus. That's why Joshua said, meditate in the word day and night. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. People get very upset when someone begins to become extremely prosperous, but they have no idea how much of the word that person is putting to work in their lives. Amen? Okay. Colossians 3.16. Jesus said, you have not because you ask not. Well, to me, what that means is you have not because you're not confessing what he said you can have. 
Amen? Or I'm not confessing what he said I can have. Oh, I'll put it to me. I'm not confessing what he said I can have. Amen? If this makes people mad that, that are listening to this on a tape or whatever, get good and mad. Get so mad that you start to prove God. <laughs> okay, here comes a good confession. I let the word of God dwell in me richly. I let. Is that what your Bible says? Colossians 3.16. Let the word spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you in all its richness as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom and spiritual things and as you sing, listen to this, this is what happens as you sing, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to God with his grace in your hearts, hallelujah. Some people come into a praise and worship service and don't even sing. They look like they're dead. And then they wonder why nothing's happening. Oh boy, you're on a roll today. Glory to God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 10. Well, let's go to 2, 6. Let's start there. And he has raised us together with him and made us to sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. <clears throat> he did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come the immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his free grace, his unmerited favor, and his kindness and goodness of heart towards us in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so let's go to, what did I say here? 2.10. For you are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born again, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths for which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prepared and made ready for us to live. If we stay on his path, doing what he has prepared for us, doing what he has said for us to do, then it's going to be fine. But people have a tendency to divert off. So it's very important that this scripture is confessed. And, and listen to this. For we are, I am your workmanship, God, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath for before ordained that I should walk in them. What a confession. 
<clears throat> I am your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that I should walk in them. Verse 22. In whom ye also build together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Glory to God. So when you get up tomorrow morning, or when you go to bed tonight, you know, you can take half of these, do them in the morning, half of them at night, whatever. If you go to bed with the word on your lips, where you have spoken the word, that's, that's the last thing that I want to do at night is read my Bible. So I am his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath foreordained that I should walk in them. Hallelujah. Think of what would happen if you as a family, every morning, started confessing this. Every morning. You can't be slack in his words. That's why they wrote it on their foreheads. That's why... They taught their children daily, continually about the things of God. They had it on their hand. Notice, the enemy wants to put the mark of the beast on the forehead and on the hand where God said that's where his word should be. Amen. Ephesians 2. Um, wait a minute. What did you do? Um, did I do Colossians 3.16 yet? Yeah. Okay. Ephesians 2.10. I did that. <laughs> if you saw my poor messy notes here, it's just too much. Um, 1 Corinthians 2.16. This one I love. This one is so simple. <clears throat> I have the mind of Christ. How hard is that? I have the mind of Christ. These are confessions. Write them down. Speak it to each other. You have the mind of Christ. Say it out loud. I have the mind of Christ. Make yourself believe it. I have the mind of Christ. When you, and then meditate. I have the mind of Christ. What does that mean? I have the mind of Christ. I want you all to just think about it, and I'm not going to ask you, or maybe I will, I don't know, but having the mind of Christ, what does that give you? You personally, having the mind of Christ in your life right now, what does that give you? There is nothing impossible to you operating through the mind of Christ. I don't have somebody else's mind. I have the mind of Christ. For, for who have known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I could, we could just stop here and say that for 20 minutes.
instead of thinking I messed up or whatever. You know, I've had people tell me that and I've said, I don't want to hear you say that again. You have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. When we impart in one another and our children that they have the mind of Christ, or we impart in each other, you have the mind of Christ. There is not one circumstance or situation that cannot be completely turned around if you have the mind of Christ. Praise you, Jesus. Colossians 2.10. Say that with me. I have the mind of Christ. It says in verse 9, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, in verse 10, And you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. So you can take this and say, I am complete in him. I have the mind of Christ. I am complete in him. Thank you, Jesus. You have the mind of Christ and you're complete in him. Wow. You have his mind and you're complete. These are... These are Scriptures we're taking into the new year. Colossians 3.10 through 16. You know that, that saying, the sky's the limit? There are no limitations to those that operate through the mind of Christ. None. Absolutely none. I've heard people say, well, I tried that. It's not something you try. It's a fact. Christianity is not something you try. It's a lifestyle. It is a new life. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. A new creation. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And the more we wash our mind with the washing of the water, the word, the more like him we become and we begin to think like him and act like him and in him we live and we move and we have our being. You know, we used to sing a song, in him we live and move and have our being. Amen. <clears throat> Glory to God. Colossians 3.10 through 3.16. Oh, Jesus, you are so good. Well, let's start with uh, 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. You put on the new man. 
You put off the old and you put on the new. Which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So you put, in, you put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge. So you renew yourself in the knowledge of him. You renew yourself in the word of God, by the word of God. Hallelujah. After the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor law, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Look what he's telling you. You are the elect of God. What, what a powerful statement and what a promise that God is giving you. He said, you are the elect of of God. Lisa, you're the elect of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Think of that. I'm the elect of God. <laughs> Just close your eyes and say it to yourself. I am the elect of God. That is so very powerful. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any men have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which you are called in one body and be ye thankful. Let the word of God dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So, hallelujah. This is so very po positive and, and powerful when you look at this. Thank you, Jesus. It says, clothe yourselves in the new spiritual self, which is, verse 10, ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. Glory to God. First Corinthians. No, we'll go to a different one here. Colossians 1, 9 through 11. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So this is how you would confess this. 
I am filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to the glo his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Now I want to just stop here a minute and kind of dissect this a little bit. That I might, or you might, walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. And I am strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. I give thanks unto the Father, which hath made me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered me from the power of darkness and hath translated me into the kingdom of his dear Son. Hallelujah. As you meditate on this and you speak these things out, you begin to see yourself operating in this realm. And those old things pass away and all things become new because you begin to see yourself as a success. Next, this coming year is going to be a very powerful year for those in the body of Christ that will take the word of God. But it's going to be a very rough year in the world. So it is really time to begin to operate in the scriptures in a way that you've never operated before. And so I'm going to go through this again so you know how to confess it over yourself and how you begin to or continue to think of yourself. Because this, this coming year is your opportunity to see everything in your life, in your family, and everything around you where you go to change. Because Jesus said, we are the light of this world. Amen. So if we are the light of this world, we are to operate and walk in his light. That means all darkness has got to flee. In other words, when the enemy sees you coming or the enemies see you coming, they go, oh no. They cannot tell the difference whether it's Jesus walking in the light or you walking into the room. Amen. But you and I have to start seeing ourselves as Jesus Christ has paid the price for us to see and has spoken who we are. For greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. 
and he wants us to throw back our shoulders and start operating and walking the way he operated and walked on this world. That's why nothing, nothing bothered him. The only thing that bothered him is when, when they went in the temple and they were selling things in there and he didn't like that at all. It's a place of worship. So let's go through this again. So we know how to confess this over ourselves. You ready? Here we go. Verse 10, that I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. You might want to confess this before you open up your Bible. Hallelujah. That I might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made me meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who has delivered me from the power of darkness and has translated me into the kingdom of his dear son who hath delivered me from the power of darkness and has translated me into the kingdom of his dear son so what i see he's saying here that we've been strengthened with all might according to his glorious power he has delivered me from the power of darkness and he has translated me into the kingdom of his dear son. And that I am to walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Just those three scriptures tell you that there is nothing impossible for you as you operate in Jesus, darkness has to flee. You know, Keith Moore sings this song, I believe it's him, No More Bondage. Hallelujah. Now let's look at verses. Um, oh, let's go down to 19 through 21 for it is pleased you father that in you should all fullness dwell and having made peace through the blood of the cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him I say whether they be things on earth or things in heaven and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have, has he reconciled in the flesh of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and re, unreprovable in his sight. Hallelujah. I 
I thank you, God, that in the body of his flesh, through his death, that you present me, that I am presented to you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in your sight. And I will continue in the faith grounded and settled and not be moved away from the hope of the gospel, which, you, which I have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven. Wherefore, Paul, I am a minister. So he is saying here, I, and you are saying, I will continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and I will not be moved away from the hope of the gospel. I refuse to be moved away from the hope of the gospel. You know, church, there are people, Christians, that are, are having their heads chopped off right now, or their children, and they're being asked if they will deny Christ all over the world. How do you think that they are standing there and operating through this because they are standing on the word of God, speaking forth the word of God? We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We've got to have this, I'm going to tell you, this year we better have this word built up in us, not just for ourselves, but for those around us, for our families, for those that we work with. Like I said, we are the light of the world through Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to pray for our brothers and sisters. Hebrews 10, 23. We're not those that back down. I would not be pastoring at the age of 69 and a half if I was going to back down. I can tell you that right now. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. I will hold fast to my profession of faith without wavering, for God is faithful that promised. And then you go to the words that you're standing on for whatever situation. And this is, the, you, you tell, you know, you tell your, your, yourself, you will hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering, no matter what. For you, God, are faithful that promised. Hallelujah. You believe he's faithful? Thank God. James 1. He is the only person, only, bar none, only, that I can count on. You say you can't count on pastor? No, he's a man. He's going he's gonna to blow it at times. He, you know, I can, I can rely on him and count on him as much as humanly possible, but I better have all, all of my faith and trust in the Lord and in his word. Amen? James 1, of anybody in the world that I know, I can rely on pastor. And that is the truth. Of anybody in the whole world that I've ever met, ever, bar none, He's the one I can rely on more than anybody. But it's Jesus that I put my faith in. 
James 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and, un and umbraideth not, and, shall, and it shall be given him. So, if I lack wisdom, let him ask of God. God, you will give to me liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to, he, to me. Let's read it in the um, verse 5. If any of you who is deficient in wisdom, let, let him ask of the, of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given him. Listen, God gives liberally, ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, that's how he likes to give. You ever want to know how God gives? Well, you blew it, but I'm going to give it to you. This and that, he, that's, that's not how he is. He just gives and gives and gives. Hallelujah. Verse 21 and 22. Same chapter. Wherefore lay apart part all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. So get rid of all uncleanness and rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. And be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You know, there are people that are totally betraying themselves into deception by reasoning, reasoning contrary to the truth. That's why probably my favorite scripture of two is probably 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down imaginations and reasonings and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I'm not going to deceive myself. If it doesn't line up with the word of God, don't even think on it for a second. Kick it out. But people are perishing for a lack of knowledge because they do not know the word of God. This is something that, and it says, betraying ourselves into deception. Second Peter. Oh, James 4, 7. Sorry, we're right there. We're almost done. So be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Be subject to God, resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. So you're going to have to constantly resist the devil, resist the devil. Every one of us gets tempted to do things. Resist it. Draw near to God. It says, Come, draw near to God, and he'll draw near to you. If you draw near to him, he draws near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Double mi being double-minded is a sin. How many know that? He just said, purify your heart if you're double-minded. 2 Peter 1, 2 through 4. This 
I mean, it was, yeah, second, this, the other night, I saw something in this I had never, and it was in a new King James version. Does anybody have that? Not, yeah, new King James. Do you have that? <clears throat> According as his divine power has given unto you and I, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. And it goes, and it goes on. Glory to God. This is the verse, verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. There, there are, is a place where people, and I like the way the New King James vers Version says it, if anybody has it. It is verse um, 9, 2 Peter chapter Okay, and in the, in the Amplified, it says, For whoever lacks these qualities, and you look up above for the qualities, is blind, spiritually short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him, and has become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. In other words, we are seeing people today that they don't even realize the state they're in. They don't even realize it. If we, it says if you don't operate in this, if you don't walk in this, you can become blinded. That's not for us here. Amen? That's not for us. 2 Corinthians 6.16 We're more than conquerors. We have the mind of Christ. Those scriptures that I gave you to confess, confess them over yourselves. How many remember the homework from last week in the early class? What agreement can, 2 Corinthians 6.16, what agreement can there be between a temple of God and idols? We are the temple of the living God. Even as God said, I will dwell in 
and with and among them, and I will walk in and with and among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So shall so come out from among unbelievers and separate, sever yourselves from them, says the Lord, and touch not any unclean thing. Then I will receive you kindly and treat you as, with favor, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Therefore, verse seven, chapter 7, since these great and precious promises are ours, Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles body and spirit and, being our con and bring our consecration to completeness in the rever rever reverential fear of God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. So we need to come out from amongst some old habits and things that maybe we've fallen back into or whatever and take those scriptures that I gave you to meditate on and to speak forth don't just meditate on them speak them forth speak them into existence you know the word is nigh thee in thy mouth and in thy heart speak it out these are the three things that I want you to meditate on and they are, and where are they, Whitney? They're in, is it Romans? Pardon? Romans 4.20. And then pastor's going to do the healing line. Romans 4.20. 20. 20. Let's start at 19. And be not weak in faith, Romans 4, 19. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded, what he had promised he was able to perform. So there's three things I said to meditate on in verse 20, one of them. Be strong in faith, 21. Be fully persuaded. What he promised that he was able to perform. So you need to be strong in faith giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. So there's three things. You need to be one, strong in faith. You need to be two, fully persuaded. And three, that he, that he is able to perform in any circumstance or situation, no matter what it is. Any circumstance or situation. We need to start looking to God in every aspect of our life. Remember Wednesday night? If you need, Heather, if you'll put on the music, please. If you need prayer, Pastor, if you'll come forward, please.